Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 95 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Michael Soccer, who was a lovely, lovely young man. I really enjoyed meeting him. I've been a fan of his work for a while. We chatted a bit over Twitter and we hooked this up for you guys to enjoy. It was really good fun. I need to get the plugs in. SpeechDevelopmentRecords.com is where you can... uh, uh, support the podcast there's stuff from the label you can buy my edinburgh fringe show which is just five pounds and you can just watch my whole edinburgh F- fringe show which there's a dvd as well which has got interviews on there with tim key and and kate tempest and moose rock wonga and polar bear and loads of people but anyway you can get that you can get all that speech from records.com but you can also get team free w stuff which is the supporting team of the distraction pieces podcast so check that out also the distraction pieces live show is 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 happening soon it's in august on my birthday august 3rd at the leicester square theater there'll be loads more information on that as we get closer but yeah like save the date type type a wedding shit right here distraction pieces live podcast i'm gonna have you guys there i'm gonna be there it's gonna be emotional we're gonna all fall in love with each other it's gonna be my birthday i might eat some cake i might have a little drinky drink um it's gonna be lovely this podcast was 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 great fun um and michael S- soccer i think is fantastic I, I think it was in the second series of this is england that he just started to really jump out to me i was like i just like this dude's face like what a great face this guy's got he's got a, just a great face just l- just look at it look at his face and listen to his voice and i loved it I love his face and his voice. I did in person as well. He's got a great face and voice. Yeah, he's got a good way about him. And he was great in that. And then his character grew and grew and grew over the series. And he's fantastic. And he's also, he was in Being Human, smashed it in that. But also Aliens is what, Aliens is what got me to get get in touch and and get him on. Because I started watching Aliens, which is a new show uh, that was was recently on 4. And yeah, it's cracking. And it's got him, it's got Michael Smiley in, it's got Tom Davis in, it's got a load. So basically, I'm only only listening to the ex-Distraction uh, Pieces alumni. If you're tuning into this one and you haven't listened before, we've also had Andrew Shimon, who was in This Is England. We've had, we've had Stephen Graham on, who was in This Is England. We've had Paddy Considine on, who was in a lot of Shea Meadows stuff. So we've had Michael Smiley on, we've had Tom Davis on, we've had some good people on. I recommend you check them out. So yeah, that was good. It was, it was, it, it, it was a great chat. Um, at the end, I'm going to tell you more about the upcoming guests. That we've got some women coming on at last. People complain, or not complain, but highlight that I haven't had a have had many a women on recently. And honestly, I've had tons booked, and we keep having to reschedule and replan. But we've got Kathy Burke and Izzy Sooty both lined up for coming weeks, so they're on their way. I promise you. I'll I'll let you get into the podcast now. Hope you enjoy. It. I'll be back at the end with further information on all that. This is episode ninety. What did I say, 95? Uh, with Michael Soccer. Right, I'm joined by Michael Soccer. How are you doing, man? I'm all right, thank you very much. You're well? Very well today, yeah. It's... it's Thank you for having me up here in 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 sunny Derby. Yeah, it's, Derbyshire it's, now. Derbyshire, you just yeah. you just yeah, yeah. It's it's nice to be. You you've kind of lived up this way your whole life. Yeah, right? yeah. I've lived in the city all my life, born and bred in Derby. Yeah, um, and then uh, through work, I've, I've sort of been here, there, bloody everywhere, and then 
settled back down just just outside of Derby. Yeah, it just yeah. Dr- draws you back to that a, s- a similar a place. I've always said, like with touring and that, the reason I've ended up in the same town is because where you're going to be away for a play or away for a TV show, when you are home, it's handy if it's, it's like familiar and yeah. it's home and you've got your yeah. family nearby rather than, than somewhere you're having to learn yeah. where this is again, you know? Well, my mum's just up the road and I, my little boy lives in Derby, so it's... Well, his mum lives in Derby, so there's no way really that I can not be here. Yeah, I've got to yeah. be around here. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, ideal then, right? Yeah. It's, and it's... it's it, I think nowadays with trains and stuff like that, this... Uh, a trip to London so easy and so yeah. quick. From pretty much everywhere as well. From yeah. everywhere, it's getting quicker and, qu- and yeah, quicker to yeah, get in yeah. and out of London. So, And also, the work ain't in London no more. Well, obviously it is, but not as much. When I first started, it was, you've got to live in London. You've got to, yeah. you've got to spend a lot of time down there. You've got to hang around with the right people and all that sort of shite, which yeah. eventually I just decided I couldn't give a, a fuck about, really, and I want to be here. I completely agree, and it's really interesting at the moment. I had, had Stephen Graham on, on, on the other week, and he was saying... Like in 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 his his audition for Guy Ritchie originally, he put on a London accent and all that because he thought that they wanted a Cockney. Yeah, that's one of the things that's exciting. That's that's kind of changing now. And and Aliens, which I'm loving at the moment, is one that's that's jumping out for me. That is, there's loads of regional accents. The loads. Welsh guy that's the baddie is is amazing having a Welsh baddie. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. great. And you, and your voice and all that. It's not this 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 a, a, a London-centric th- a thing anymore where everyone has to sound the same. So no, it's kind of a nice advantage of having the variation definitely. there. I mean, the, 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 there's a lot of um, a lot of work up in, like, Manchester, mm. Cardiff. So these regional accents are really coming through now. And it's, it is, like, a yeah. relief to hear. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Oh, Wales, as, as, as well as you said, is, is definitely becoming a great place for, for filming and for set. Like, there's, there's so many... Good little studios and locations yeah, there that are getting man. used like crazy now. They've got so. cities, they've got fields, mountains, sea. They've got everything there. It's, it's a beautiful it's place. The variation, isn't it? It's, it's wicked, the fact they've got. It's, it's why America has been so strong for so long as a location because you can have such a variation of locations. Got everything there. You look over to Wales and Ireland, and you can have a nice bustling city, and then up the road you can have a fucking castle in a field. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And you're laughing. My little boy, he was born in Cardiff. Oh, really? So yeah, I don't. That wouldn't make him Welsh. I it just know. make him somebody who was born in Wales. He might be Welsh. Like I think might, he could um, probably play for the team, couldn't he? He, he definitely could. I remember when I was, I was, I was growing up, I'm a, a Millwall fan, and we had Tony Cascarino, who mm. was playing for Ireland at the time, because like, he had an uncle who went to Ireland on holiday yeah. once, or <laughs> some, some random stuff that. like that. And it was like, yeah, you could definitely get away with that. Yeah. Um, so what was your up, upbringing like in Derby? What were you into at school? Like, Were you a good kid at school? Were you a hard worker, or were you a bit of a tearaway? Uh, I think with with primary school, I never really. I've, I've heard a lot of people sort of say it. I never really felt like I fitted in. Like yeah. I didn't. Not that I was bullied or or anything like that. I just I felt a bit different. I thought I, I don't know. I just didn't feel quite right. It's kind of a weird that middle ground, isn't it? Yeah. If you're not the cool kids, but then you've also not got that great story of being bullied. Yeah. I mean, not that it's good to be bullied, but yeah. a, 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 when you're older, you've not got that, oh, I was bullied and this is all a one in the eye for the bullies. Just yeah. being in that middle area of like, I wasn't really anything. I wasn't, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's a tough I mean, one to get fine. through. I was fine. I got on it. I had good friends. And I, I suppose, well, well, towards the end of primary school, I did start of, I did start to rebel, I think. Yeah. I started realising what injustice was. Yeah. Realising... Yeah sometimes just because they're adults don't mean that they, they're necessarily right all the yeah. time. And I think I was quite vocal, quite young. But I, I got into uh, 
there was a, a musical at my at my primary school. Bugsy Malone and me and my pal, we, we fucking Bugsy loved Malone, it. Like, yeah. We just loved it. We didn't know why. We were both from fucking the streets of Derby. For some reason, we loved this musical. Yeah. And uh, they were putting it on, and I'd never done no acting before. I'd never done no singing before. I'd, I, I just felt like I really wanted to do this. And yeah. I auditioned for, for the part of Bugsy, uh, and I didn't get it in the end. And it's it really out. fucking pissed me off. Uh, I just I seen the film. Yeah, that's all I've that, seen. Again, yeah. that, that's it. That was just, there's countless times since being an an adult now, whether I'm watching it kicking off in a club or it kicking off at a football ground or fights on TV, I'll just think if someone could just go, everyone would stop, everyone would pause yeah. and then that would break the, yeah. and that's Bugsy Malone, that's, that, that's that just it. holds it back. And they all look so fucking cool with it, man. Yeah. I, I love the gear, I love the, I love that gangster, that, that sort of yeah. New York, Chicago gang, gangster sort of theme. Yeah. But I didn't get it and, 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 and the head teacher apologised to me on the last on the last performance. Like just a, we did like two day performance for the parents. It was yeah. very fucking primary school play, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, but still, it, but it meant everything at that it. point. Yeah, I played I played Knuckles. It was a, a, a smaller part, but I just fucking thoroughly embraced it. Really ran with it. Yeah, and and did as good as a job as I could of, of Knuckles. Yeah, and uh, the headmaster was like, "Wow, just fucking crack on." But That's in crap. doing in in not receiving the the. The part at school, I, I went and auditioned. Well, my mum got me an audition outside of school for like a local amateur dramatics group. Yeah. And I got the part of Bugsy. So I thought, fucking hell, if these fuckers are telling me that I could have done Bugsy, that yeah. I've got Bugsy, yeah. then I should have got Bugsy. And then yeah. I just carried on, really. Yeah, kind of outside of that school situation where you're this person in the status or whatever else, yeah. on a stepping aside, and these people who don't know who you are at school or yeah. where you are or what your grades are or anything else go, yeah. no, yeah, you're, you're Bugsy, you're the lead. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be a motivation then. Well, it, it, I think it was that anger, really, that, that the game of the drive to to do it more, just to piss the teacher off that didn't give me the part. Yeah. And he didn't like me anyway. Like I say, I was, I was getting quite vocal and rebellious by that stage, so I didn't think he fucking liked me. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I know he didn't. I know he didn't like me. And that can be a simple th- a th- a thing, man. A teacher that doesn't get on with you, or a teacher who isn't reacting in the right way. Because because what you were saying there originally about rebelling, you were kind of saying that you realised injustices and you realised that you could argue stuff. Yeah. If you get the right teacher, then that's a positive thing. Th- yeah. Then you can have these debates and you can learn. Yeah. It's not a just I'm right because I say so. Yeah. When kids get to an age where they can start to. I don't know, contemplate and realise things. It should be embraced, right, rather yeah. than jumped on and kind of, of pushed down. Looking back, I, I, I almost think he was scared. Yeah. I think he saw, I saw through him and I saw I saw what he was at a young age. Yeah. And I think that a lot of adults sort of do and they don't give children or teenagers the, the I don't know, the, the, the time of day really when really these teenagers are fucking seeing right through them and yeah. they got yeah. them, they got them sourced and they're cleverer than these fuckers that are supposed to be teaching them. Yeah. Yeah. They see right through them. And I, I, I noticed that in secondary school, teachers give up. They, they'd stop. They didn't want to pay you any attention because they almost felt like they had to put up a shell. They, yeah. Because they yeah. knew what, well, well, that you knew, basically, that yeah. the, the illusion had been dropped. That, that's it. You're seeing through the magic trick, so, so you can't see it at all. Yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. to show someone exactly. else it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Otherwise, that. it's this scary thing. Yeah. So, uh, so where did it go from there, like acting-wise? If you got into a workshop and started to get that nurtured? So I, start, well, I started doing amateur dramatics. I started playing characters on stage in musicals, being fucking, I don't know, like working-class chimney sweeps to, yeah. to uh, high-class 
rakes, do you know what I mean? Yeah, All sorts yeah, yeah, of different yeah, yeah. parts, man. I was so fucking lucky. And then I joined the workshop when I was 14 um, in Nottingham. The, obviously, you've got Andrew Shim that went there. Yeah. You spoke to him. He's a fucking legend, man. Yeah. I'm supposed to meet up with him later on, actually. We're supposed to take the kids out to Nottingham. Oh, lovely. But, yeah. He was still one of the highlights of the podcast because of the point where he, he walked away from the mic to go and fart. Oh, yes, and because he's been brought up well. That's and I, it. Yeah. I, I loved how proud he was. That is like, you know, my mum's brought me up proper. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the other side of the room. Come think about it. I don't know if I've ever come back ever again. heard a fart from him. I've smelt a fart, but I've never. He's not the type of lad that just turn around and go. He'll leave the room. He's, he's, he's a gent with it. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> my mum always told me to fart in the toilet. I was never a farter at school. No, I couldn't do it. I was too embarrassed. But like my mates, they'd often fart. It, it always annoys me because I, I do think. It's a controllable thing, it and people is. deny that it it's is. controllable. And, and and being on tour in the past, like when there's the, there's lads in the van, people will fart and apologise. If there's a girl on tour with us, that'll all stop. And yeah. it's like, well, hang on, you seem to have control over yourself when there was a girl in the van. Now there's not. You're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're not sorry because you've chosen <laughs> yeah, you're to not. do that. You've done it, and you knew the reaction you'd get, but you still did it. <laughs> You're not sorry at all. You're proud of it, if anything. That's a big mum saying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. you're, not, you're not sorry. You wouldn't have done it if you were sorry. It's horrible. <laughs> you when definitely had that. a choice. So what you started say- at a, a workshop. Yeah, sorry. A, yeah, yeah. A shop then, and yeah. and 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 Shimmy went there as well. And there was a good, I'd imagine, a good little scene of people in there. Then well, in, actually, in Shimmy auditioned me when you when you oh, were really? in the group. He was in the over 16s. When you're in the over 16s, you audition the newcomers, like the youngsters that come in. And he he was one of those that auditioned me. So I didn't really know him back then. But that was a group that that oh, you were fucking proud to be part of. Yeah, like you you'd got into something magical there. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I didn't yeah, really yeah. realise until I did get in. I didn't get in at first because I'd, I'd not learnt my lines because I was fucking. I didn't really know the etiquette of of auditions or yeah. I didn't really know it. I didn't know the world. I didn't really give a shit. So he's been told I want to do a bit of acting, but I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna break my leg doing it. Yeah. Um, is is that weird? I think at that age and particularly from from working class families or whatever it's not seen as necessarily a realistic option no. so so you might try it a bit or put a bit of effort in but you're going to be discouraged from going 100% into it because chances are you can't be on a big screen yeah, that's not that's not yeah, something that's yeah, attainable yeah. so it's that kind of weird middle ground of like that's exactly I'll it. give it a go but I don't want to like make a, a dick out of myself and it isn't until you start to get some a, a success with it I'd imagine you go Oh shit! I can, I can <laughs> yeah, exactly do this. Let's that. let's now start fucking there. Let's fucking do this. Yeah, but also as well, it was it was an age at fourteen where I was involved in it. I don't know, like gangs and weed and yeah. I don't know. At that age, I just it was so far from the life I was living back home. Going yeah. to Nottingham once a week doing these impros with these fucking amazing people, so yeah. far away from the real what I was actually living. Yeah, yeah. But imagine. then also it, it could come through in, in improvisations like. I don't know, that there were some people who could do what I could do in improvisations, but they seemed to be the ones that were from my background. And yeah. It, there was just an element of truth a lot of yeah. the time, and that I don't know how the fuckers got it. It was almost like they had to spend their whole lives blagging in, in doing that. They became masters of, of, of manipulation, and in, in, in even doing that, they became brilliant actors. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean? it's all... I always remember... Um, it, there's a Mitch Hedberg joke, and 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 he's a, he was a stand up, and he was saying that when you're a stand up, everyone pushes you to act or to or to write on TV or things like that. And he's he's, he's saying he went for an audition, and they were like under acting experience. He had like 
when I'm playing pool and it goes in, I act like I meant it. And yeah. this is all, this is all my acting experience. <laughs> yeah. It's just a life of, of acting. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That then that's actually kind of, in a lot of ways, as I said, if you've grown up having to blag things or having to, to look confident when you're not or look calm when you're not or whatever else, then that is a lesson. It's not the same as some of as some people's tr- traditional upbringings in acting or whatever else, but it's still, you've learned something there and yeah. can bring something potentially different that someone who's had a, a traditional tr- a training can bring, I guess. And it doesn't matter how the fuck you do it, as long as you, you, pers- you convince people that what you're doing is truthful and the story that you're telling is a real story to these fuckers and people can suspend their disbelief, then yeah. who gives a shit how you got there? Yeah, as exactly. long as, you, as long as you're, you're doing it and you're blagging yeah. and you are tricking these people exactly. into thinking that you are that character. As long as you're convincing them. Exactly, yeah. Then that's what counts. So, so, so I assume kind of uh, this is England was kind of your first big big break and did that come yeah. through that workshop obviously if Shimmy was there who'd worked with Shane on previous things was that a kind of he was look I've got some good people he, even at his young age yeah right, kind of I didn't re- I didn't know of Shane Meadows though back then yeah I didn't re- again I, d- I didn't really know that world that I don't know I was just doing my acting I was living yeah. my life doing my acting and not really thinking I was ever going to work on the telly yeah or on film. And then I got, I got asked to do Shane's film, but only a little part. And I was buzzing. But again, it was like, I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I was just starting college. Uh, and I was I was doing a performance studies course. And when I, when I enrolled and I told them about the, that this is England, they were just, wow, Shane Meadows, because he was obviously a local dude. And again, yeah. it's, as I did the job, I realised what a fucking learn, legend he was. Learn what a deal it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how was that though? And, and again, it seems... As, I seem to be gradually interviewing everyone who's ever worked with Shane because I've had Paddy Considine on and Stevie (laughs) and and all of these. um, But he seems like a great person to work with, particularly early on, because he's not kind of... there is a lot of improvisation. There is a lot yeah. of this. It's not a case of turn up. Have you learnt your lines? Yeah. Obviously, you should, but you still, it's that kind. It feels like there's more a workshop vibe, and everyone kind of are working off each other and, exactly and learning that. together a yeah, bit. Yeah, which think, must be ideal, right? Particularly, feeling as said, you're coming into it a bit late or not from a traditional background, and you're trying to kind of blag your way through. So to kind of get there and then go. No, let's just blag it. Yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah, all of yeah, us yeah. blag it. Go, oh, shit, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to even hide the fact I'm blagging it, you know? Well, that's it. That, the, the first job is, is going up, was going to Nottingham in a taxi, and I landed on set, and I just thought, these are all normal people. Mm. They ain't, this ain't what I thought it'd be. Even the crew, everyone was just normal. It was yeah. a normal situation, but it was the first time on a film set, which wasn't obviously normal for me. Yeah, yeah. So it was a lovely introduction, really, but it also, I think, made me sort of... I don't know a bit. I, I didn't really improve my my etiquette, I suppose, for the jobs because I, I, I'd only known that one job, and I thought right, that's yeah. how your job should be. Yeah, and, yeah. But I've always I've always enjoyed my time on set, regardless. Just, I've always had a laugh. Yeah, I've always enjoyed it. And sometimes it feels like it's a, it's good that it's a small role in that situation f- first because your character, and we'll get onto it because I want to talk about a few things in between. But it's if in the series as each series went on like your character really got to to come in into his own light and and really grow and that's kind of an ideal situation yeah right to have that easy thing of it's not a big deal you're a smallish character there's no yeah. pressure on you yeah. and then once you know everyone and everyone's relaxed the, the, then you're getting these bigger scenes these heavier scenes and yeah and you get to have that that yeah. kind of natural growth rather than straight off you're getting a, a cab to nottingham and you've got Scenes all day, every day, and yeah. you might feel out of depth. Fucking hell, way. I've got to I've got buckle down and settle out, settle yeah. down and do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was uh, 
it was a, a gradual joy. It was always a fucking joy, man. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I, I always knew that, that Harvey's character wasn't really important in, in 86 and 88, but the fact that I was on them sets, I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. I, I was just happy to be there. And I don't, in the same in 90, if they just put me in two scenes, I'd have come, I'd have done it. Yeah. And I'd have known that I'd have enjoyed it and it'd have been a, a brilliant thing. It felt in every series, though, in a very natural way, he was kind of earning his place in each, like, or his his role growing in each series because yeah. it was like in eighty six or more, I'd say more in eighty eight, just kind of started to j- jump out a lot. Even though I wasn't in every scene, as you said, but but when you were in a scene, it was like, who's oh yeah, that's that's this, and you know what I mean? It stood yeah. out and jumped out, so it's kind of a nice, I a nice progression in that way. With with. Um, the characters of This Is England, the dynamic of, of the actual cast is quite similar to the characters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, completely. It's Shane Watchers as well. He'll watch you in, a, in the pub of a night and he'll see he'll see Joe Gilgan just taking the piss out of every fucker and doing it very well, but also being very beautiful, which yeah. is Woody. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. you got Shimmy. Well, yeah, they're all very similar. Yeah, they're all exactly, very similar. Yeah. I think I think a lot of the characters are similar to them, to the, to the, the people that play I, them. I did a... Th- a thing a little while ago with Joe, which is a, a pilot, a thing we were working on, and I'd never met him. And the second he walked in, he told about a twenty-minute story that was the most ridiculous, unbelievable story ever. And it yeah. was like, right, this is just Wood. This is Woody. This, this is, is Woody exactly coming, him, and it yeah. was all lovely and heartfelt. But it was everything <laughs> stopped as he walked in and told this big story. Yeah, and then it was like. But right, you, you expect it from yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. Go, exactly. Like, in '86, I used to just knock on his door just so I could sit down, and smoke with him, and, and listen to one of his stories. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. love his stories and the way perfect. he tells them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you feel good about yourself. Joe does. Yeah, it, yeah, he does. It'll bring you up, and he's not scared. He doesn't hold back. What he feels, he'll say. Yeah, what he notices, he'll say, which I think is a rare that trait was, nowadays. I said, oh, we had one day of kind of doing some filming and recording together, and instantly clicked because. Again, because he's such an open book. Yeah. But I think at points he's he's an open book to the extent he's trying to kind of scare people a little bit. Or, or do you know what I mean? If you give if you give you everything to begin with. Put you with. at a distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so if you're going to bother with me, you you know there's this going on and this going on. Yeah, and, yeah. And we just connected instantly on that. I was like, no, this is, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what you should do there. Like, I'm giving you advice on a situation. I met you 10 minutes ago yeah. and I'm breaking the Is Here's what I reckon. I don't want to know about your life. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Let's get into it. But yeah. um, what I liked when I was looking through your IMDb, as is obviously a typical thing before an interview, um, was after This Is England, you were just a proper jobbing worker. And you, you know, or a job in actor and getting a lot of roles doing things like casualty and stuff like that, which I think is important because I remember when we were speaking to Sh- Sh- Shimmy, he was saying how, how tough it was to go from doing his first f- f- few things with Shane huh. to then getting another gig where you've got to have learnt your script and yeah. you've got to turn up and do it all professionally. And just looking at, 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 at all the things you did there, it, it felt as if you threw yourself into that. Like rather than trying it once and going, no, I prefer our, I prefer our Shane. I'm going to go over here yeah, and, yeah. and wait, and wait until there's again. another one coming. Yeah. It seemed like you just went, right, no, let's, let's try and figure this out. So as how was that to go from that initial setup to, all right, that's not how probably 70, 80% of the, the film or TV industry tends to work. It's yeah. not as friendly and family based a, a community. Yeah. Well, I knew, I knew though, after I joined the workshop, after about probably three years, four years, I'd got to do some amazing things and, 
and I don't know, I felt quite confident as an actor and I knew that I, I wanted to do certain things then. Yeah. I wasn't ever, like, doing Shane's film, it wasn't something I was where, I don't know, I, I don't think I was nervous, I don't think I was any of that. I yeah. knew I could play the character. Yeah. But then I knew I could play a lot of characters. I knew that I had a lot of prior experience anyway and I knew that it had to come, it had to go somewhere. If I'm, if yeah. I really want to fucking take this seriously, I've got to do it. It's the, it's the beauty of it there is the fact that if you're associated with Shane, it's kind of feels that it's that whole thing he's known for of, of plucking people off the streets almost yeah. and, and giving them their big break. But the fact is you and Stephen and several others already had a load of experience yeah. in, on stage. In, yeah. in, 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 in Even if it's in local or amateur stuff, it's still you've got that experience, yeah. which really I think sets you up so well. So... And the desire, yeah. and the want That's it. to it's, do it. It's something you were after doing anyway. It's not, yeah. you've been plucked, here's an opportunity, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, that yeah, was a laugh, yeah. I'll go back to the, the, the pub now, whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah. I was already trying to uh, do that, so it's kind of, yeah, exciting yeah. in that way. I find it very difficult, I think, my first few proper sort of job in telly jobs, because I, I knew that I wasn't really part of the of the master plan. I was yeah. just a part, uh, just a tiny part, really insignificant. And I knew that, and I, I started, I don't know, not um, not feeling resentful. When I got on Casualty, I, I sort of, I felt a little bit out of the way. I felt a little bit ostracised. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like we were saying, with Shane's, and it was you're part of a group and you're all best mates. Even, and even if you're on. a small role on yeah. camera, you're a big role in the, the, exactly. in the green room or whatever. Else. Yeah, exactly. So on, on jobs like Casualty, I found them quite, quite difficult and as well they were they were it was the rough parts that i've been playing on 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 telly for on, on state on like the first telly jobs were always rough parts and short films and stuff like that i yeah. was playing rough chavy fuckers yeah. whereas I'm, I'm, when i was doing my theater work i was i was never me i was never anything close to me yeah whereas on on these short films and and little bitty parts i was just acting like the rough me really it was kind of turn up and do a rough version of yourself yeah, and then exactly it's not that. It, it's again not really it's, that rewarding it's that tough thing it was the first um acting gig i did i was, I was working with neil maskell and oh, wow. he said really early on he was like it's way harder to have a line here or there than to have a big role he's like if you've got a big role number one your motivation is that bit bigger and you can get into knowing the character yeah if you've got a few lines here and there you can't really it's hard to get motivated. Obviously, you're still motivated. That, that whole, I mean, S- Stephen Graham says this to me most days, like when we're discussing stuff on set of there's no small roles, there's only small actors. Yeah. But still, it's, it's easier to if there's something to, to get your teeth of into. Course, right? So, But still, I guess you're cutting your teeth on, on proper productions and yeah. you're, you're seeing stuff, you're being in there. Although it might not be the roles of your dream, you're in there and you're yeah. on the front line, as it were. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Yeah, I think from the age of about, I'd say nineteen to twenty-one, really. Them for them two years, I was I was going up and down, doing just like little parts. Casualty, bless me, bless them. They they put me on as a semi-regular. By the end, Amazing. I was Ryan Malone, the part of a really rough family on the estate. Like nice, and I died by having an overdose of heroin. <laughs> wow, there you go. But I'd been stabbed, then having an overdose of heroin, and then me my car crashed on the way to the hospital. That's I was, three deaths. I was no way that's, coming that's back. Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really they're done with that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. that's big. Um, the ones that jumped out uh, uh, when I was going through before this is England kind of made its its way back was summer was obviously kind of a big yeah, deal and man. a big a big thing and a big big moment for you. Yeah. So how was that when that kind of 
yeah. it came about. Well, that was the first time I worked with somebody who I thought was famous, which yeah. was Bobby Carlyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I liked that part, man. I, I yeah. felt that I worked really hard in, in being that character. Yeah. And being that character from that, that place, that, that life, which I, I don't know, I think even if you ain't actually gone through that, what that boy went through, then you've still, I've got a lot of mates who have. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice, man. And Bobby Carlyle was just sweet. And it was a job where I thought, fucking hell, I'm, it's going somewhere, this. If they've yeah. employed me for this big, big job, and I had about five auditions with Kenny, and he's, he's having talks about my life, and we're going through impro after impro and bringing new people in for, um, just for, for auditions, for, like mixing the auditions together yeah, and yeah, impros. Yeah. It was just fucking wicked, man. I loved that job. And there must be kind of perfectly timed because it was kind of a couple of years after you'd had the experience of This Is England kind of r- launching you into the world as, as such and then yeah. you'd had a couple of years of not feeling it had gone where you'd hoped at that point but yeah. a couple of years in, in reality it's not long at all it's, so it's, fox, it's, no. it's kind of a good a good thing that, the, that then you get that other injection of, of a film like that where you can kind of really get your teeth into it and think right this is this is going somewhere uh, yeah, I, I learned a lot on that job as well with Steve and Bobby. Like, and I used to watch them when I went when I went on and, and watched the monitors and stuff. And I just fucking watched how, how I don't know. I I can't say simple because it fucking ain't. But how how great their performances were without doing much. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was just if they it, it, what it sort of told me. You feel it. You're you're looking it. You know what I mean. Yeah. If you fucking invest and you and you. You're feeling the the things that that bloke's supposed to feel. You're gonna look like you're feeling the, the things that bloke's supposed to feel. It's so great to work with people that you respect in that yeah. way, that you can can learn from in that way. Yeah. Because the fact is, yeah, I guarantee that there's points where they're thinking, oh, "I'm not really sure what I'm meant to be doing here." Or, or do you know, what I mean, there's <laughs> yeah, gonna be certain yeah. days where like, I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure about this one. But you're watching them again. Look at that. That's just Magic. simplicity. It's just yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing that I've had. Um, in my f- brief experiences on set is watching people who I respect and, and, and am a fan of who haven't got l- l- lines in a particular scene. Yeah. Because it's exactly that of kind of going, all oh, right, that's, that's kind of, he's getting on with stuff. And I can, I don't know what's going on in his head, but I know there's other stuff going on yeah. and, and getting that kind of thing across. Cause they're the more, again, they're the more nervous things. If you've, if you've got a monologue, you've practiced it and you're excited, you're like, yeah. I'm going to, I'm away with this if you're just in the background they're the bits where it's like I don't want to just look like I'm not doing anything or I don't want to over like like, like yeah, look as if I'm yeah. trying to edge onto camera in the background I and hate but that's the thing with in. what actors are though what I find a lot of the time is that some some actors are so desperate just to get themselves there on the screen or in the yeah. scene or whatever the fuck it is that they, they completely sabotage the drama yeah and I see that so fucking much man 100% and that's an ego thing that's, that's just the ego but again it's the beauty of people who haven't come from from maybe that traditional form is you don't seem to have that as much and, and from, from speaking t- t- to you and Stevie and, and numerous others it's more in, in, in my mind on set it's like right what where would my character be at this moment? Like, if yeah. there weren't any cameras here, yeah, it's like, yeah, he'd be over here. I'm lying if I'd say if I'd be right I'd be amongst there. it there, yeah, exactly. Head in the middle of the circle, exactly. So it's kind of it's finding those points and going right now. Let's just play it out because again, you learn quite quick as well. They're going to shoot it from a shit ton of angles and everything yeah. else. So if if you're not kind of thinking, I need to be 
right next to that person because you might be ruining that scene and they're not going to use that fucking angle anyway so it's like the fucking bullshit debates you have like like three actors outside of a door and after, uh, the amount of times this has happened I think I should be at the front oh no I think I should be at the front yeah get the fucking I just think for, I couldn't give a flying fuck yeah I yeah. mean if you've got a brilliant reason it, it's just you can smell it you if know you've got I mean? a good reason then the fine go ahead yeah. but you have had a good reason for the last five points where yeah. you weren't going to be at the front as well so I'm starting you just want to get your head in love you just want to get your, your face in first and it's it's sad when, when that's what, what it becomes I think yeah. I think a lot of I think a lot of actors um some some are lucky to get in the game and a lot of them want to be seen it's about being yeah. seen and yeah. it's I just want to fucking convince really I yeah. want people to believe if anything and that's it it's, it's, it's looking at it I like that it's looking at it like a long game it's yeah. saying I ain't going anywhere do you know what I mean yeah. it's like I'm, I'm going to be doing this as my career now so if I'm not in this scene I'm, there's another gig or, or if I'm killed off in casualty yeah. I know there's going to be another gig I'm not going to yeah. be bummed out and say don't kill me off you can't kill me off yeah, I need yeah, this I'm going yeah. to go Right, well, that was cool experience. Yeah. I wonder what's next, yeah, you know? Exactly um, before we, we get on to This Is England 86, a one that jumped out that I haven't seen was Dogging a Love Story. <laughs> right. I mean, j- j- just as a title, that's a, that's a hell of a name. But it yeah. was kind of a comedy and a... a oh, yeah, a, it was a, it was a comedy. Thing. What, and, what and was it? I knew the director really well, Simon Ellis. He's a fucking top director yeah. and a lovely bloke, he really is. And I, I was at college and I was... I'd, did I have an age? I didn't have an agent then. Yeah. Um, but Simon wanted me in his film that he'd been approached to, to direct. So I thought, fuck it. And it was my first lead in a feature film. Wicked. So, I mean, I jumped at the chance and it was yeah. a funny part and I really enjoyed playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think the film's a, a brilliant, brilliant film. Right. But I mean, it was a fucking good laugh. Yeah. And I met some great friends during it and it was the first time I'd had a big part on a, on, a, on a feature. And that's exciting. And choosing things at points. Again, I think actors, I mean, look at us as sitting here putting the acting world to rights. But yeah. I think <laughs> in general, it. I think actors can, can over-worry t- too much about stuff sometimes. And if something comes in and you're about, and yeah. it seems like it'll be fun, yeah. then just taking it, it's a great ex- experience. Yeah. It's, it's Even if it doesn't turn out to be a, a what you envisaged it could be, or even if beforehand... You know it's not going to be your your magnus opus kind of thing. You're yeah. like, well, this is this is work and it's learning, and I'll, yeah. I'll take something from it and yeah. I'll get something out. I, of and it. I was grateful, man. I was at college; yeah. I'd never done it before. I, was, I've, I've, I jumped at the chance as soon as I got the offer. I was like, definitely, yeah. yeah. So, First time I got to move out of home and go and live up north to go and do filming. Yeah, not, not work. Like yeah, not yeah, normal yeah. work. It was filming work. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. That's great. So, so how was it when the call came in that that this is England was kind of being turned into a series now? Um, and yeah. was it initially going to be? It was going to be several series from the offset, wasn't it? Like when eighty six was. Oh, was I, kind I, of... I didn't have a clue. I didn't. Yeah, no, right, I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. know if it was going to go again. Um, when they told me that the film was going to go again, I had no idea that they was going to put me in it. Yeah. Um, but Jack O'Connell, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He was away just doing massive Hollywood films or whatever yeah, he was doing. Yeah, yeah. So there, there was like a space really that needed filling. And, I, and Shane just said, are you up for it? He didn't tell me this, but I found out later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is This is how it went, really. It's great news, though, right? Yeah, of course, good, good yeah, to, yeah, yeah. T- you take it how you can, of course. you can get it in that way. So we asked if I'd do it, and I, I said, yeah, man, I'd, I'd love to. So I then I, I moved up to Sheffield with all these This Is England people, and we all shared, we all lived in the same complex. It was just a fucking, it was a madass. Amazing. It was brilliant. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was mental, and we all... 
parted hard, we cried hard, we worked fucking hard. It, it was a, a great a great time. And my career started picking up from that, from from getting that job. I got being human from yeah. at the same time I was doing it. So Yeah, which was a, a massive one as as well. And, and a character one. that, the, another one that grew, that you were kind of in there as a small character at first, wasn't yeah. it? And then it was like, right now he's one of the main... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like almost like my auditions are during my work, really. On set, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there. I'm, and again, I think that's a... That's a a, a positive as well that yeah. they're, they're putting you in again. This lad's all right. This yeah. one is, or it's better than we thought, or more than yeah, we were expecting. Yeah. And then going, all right, let's have more. The boy's done good. Bring yeah. him back. Yeah, let's keep him on. I remember they, they asked me on being human. They asked if I'd come again and be a, a, a series regular. And just the thought of then moving into one of the actual houses as opposed to a, a hotel, like the guest artist thing. Yeah. Well, you're going to rent me a flat for six months. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm like, just. I don't know. It, 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 my career picked up from from This Is England yeah. '86 yes. onwards, really. So, so, where did Being Human film? Was that in Cardiff? A, a going out to Cardiff for yeah. a, a good while. Again, it's kind of that exciting thing, particularly when you're relatively are young to get these gigs. Where it's like, right now, you're going to come and live here for a while now, and yeah. have as well as this exciting times on set, you're going to be finding a new city and learning a new yeah. a new place, and that I guess. Yeah, well, we're going to give you money to live on. We're going to give you yeah. money to for, for your work. We're going to pay for your rent, and you're going to move to a wonderful city for a little bit. It was f- amazing. Yeah, it's a man. dream, right? Exactly that, man. I, was, I, I love Cardiff as well, and I love being human. I love that job because it was so far from Harvey that that I played in. This is England. Yeah. Like this, this Tom McNair, man. He was a he was a, a naive wear puppy. He was, yeah. and it was just a character, and it was great to. Do that hard shit that I'd done for so long, done that yeah. tough whatever for so long that I could just be this bright-eyed, wide-eyed little boy. Yeah. yeah, which I loved, man. And I loved playing that part as well because it also gave you... Like Harvey, if Harvey was to have an emotional scene, it'd be a fucking... It'd be hard to get to that point, you know. It'd be hard for, yeah. for Harvey to... I don't know. I think it'd have to be so spontaneous or... So it'd have to be a fucking catastrophe whereas the emotion for Tom because he was so emotional anyway and so yeah, yeah fucking... completely you get to enjoy that and, and, and play about that and again work with another great group of people with yeah, Toby man. and all these other ones yeah, that were just yeah. some, some, a great cast and a great a great lineup there so yeah. it seems to have kind of two gigs on the go that are these great ensemble casts that yeah. really people from all over the place but everyone having their own character and their own yeah yeah their own something about them yeah and the people who watched Being one. Human as well, they were like a certain audience. It was a, a cult show. So I got, I sort of got another audience watching yeah. it. And it was reaching out to other people, which was, again, great, really. I love Being Human and This Is England. Both of them are just yeah. fucking brilliant ones. So how was it then? Because you bounced back again to This Is England. And again, your character just kept, kept growing and, and growing. Did, did that kind of seem natural or did it seem like a surprise as I said the first time you weren't sh- sure if they were going to even put you in the series yeah. so, so by the second se- series or was it nice to see that this is growing and growing this is they've, they've again that you've you've won them over with this character yeah. you've auditioned you on the like, job and like you're part of it I mean even by 86 I always felt like a little bit of an outsider right. because even though I knew all of them so well my character wise because you are you, you sort of are being your character all day you, yeah. you, you're acting out that character I felt a little bit because he was a bully he bullied Sean to begin yeah, with initially and Shane asked me he says how, how did Harvey how did Harvey become friends with Sean and I made up this story of him being battered by his dad ran out um, seeing 
Gadget and Gadget sort of took Harvey under his under his massive wing and then mm. eventually just slowly got got in with the group, I suppose. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the story of like at school, there used to be people I didn't get on with five years later, you're at the pub and you're all right, mate, how's it going? Yeah. And then you become best friends. Like, yeah, that's how yeah, it happens. You know, there's no explanation. You were just dicks at school. Yeah. That's what happened. Exactly. But um, so, yeah, with 86, I didn't really feel completely, completely part of it really until the end. Yeah. And, but by 88, I, I think. I, I was just part of the gang then. I was, I was just in. I was just Harvey was part of the gang. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a theme now. But the other one that came up is it's not a series I saw, but Once Upon a Time. And originally, so you were in, in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Yeah, and then again, kind of impressed on the job and became a regular <laughs> yeah, in Once yeah, Upon yeah, a Time. It's such a I didn't even notice that. But it's such a weird theme <laughs> yeah, that they're yeah. always like, "We'll give him a small role. Oh, let's keep this one. This one's <laughs> yeah, nice." He's doing all right. So how was that? And where did that film? Because that must have been a very different. Yeah, set up an experience to all the kind of real even being human although it was a, a supernatural it was still quite a real and gritty kind of real life yeah england kind of thing of course fucking barry yeah that's where, that's yeah. where the werewolves meet in barry yeah exactly uh, there you go it was all right man it, it, wonderland i, I, I self-taped here yeah for, for wonderland and it was a spin-off it was a pilot yeah i got the offer on a job which was a fucking good job man uh but i couldn't i, I had to make a decision whether i'd do the I'd gamble on, on going out to, to Vancouver and doing the pilot or right. I could pay the bills and do this job. Yeah. But I thought, fuck it, man. Like, I've, I've got to just try it. I've got to, I've got to see it. what... I think a lot of people in that position would have took, took the chance anyway just to see what it's like on fucking business class yeah. plane, you know what yeah. I mean? And go and have a look. Again, it's, the, it's that, ex, that weird, exciting world of, right, I come over to a completely different culture and country yeah. and, and see how you fare. You yeah. Know? You might like it here. Yeah. yeah. But I loved that job. I loved the character. It, it was a, uh, and obviously the fucking studio is massive and it's a big deal. It's Vancouver. They fly you to LA to do interviews and did it. It's it's a completely different Amazing. fucking world. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. And I loved the character. Like I say, it was a, a cool character. I thought it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a pisshead and a bit of a rogue. But it was cool. I liked playing him. The name yeah. parts. It was a cool character to play. And I had a great time. And then they brought me onto the main show, which. Um, Again, that's got to be high praise in in, in many ways. That yeah. they're going right. Let's let's yeah. You've you've gone down well. It's working. You yeah, know? I felt brilliant, man. It, it was incredible. But when when I was there, I wasn't really doing very much on the main show. Mm. I, I I wasn't really in the episodes a lot. I didn't really have a story. I just seemed like a, a boy having to be over there for a long. I was a, over there, man, for like time. a year, and my little yeah, boy's crazy, here with his mum, and it's like fuck. I just want to want to see me boy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, know, I knew the sacrifice, the sacrifices I'd have to make when doing this job. But going over there, and, and if I was working, it'd have been, it'd been, it would have been fine. Yeah, I'd have been working. I'd have felt like I'm there for a reason. Yeah, but unfortunately, I wasn't really working, so I just it's, had a lot of time to miss people. It's a tough one, and it's hard for people to understand unless they're in it. I had um, Ed Scrine on 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 last week, and he he did a season of of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and he loved it, but he left it like he, he he walked out on it and they they replaced him with someone else for his character because it was exactly that it was kind of right this is an amazing thing to be part of but i'm such a small cog here and it's not an arrogance thing or an ego thing no. it's a you've only got a certain amount of time in in this game kind of thing so can you afford at that point to give over six eight however many months and be used every now and then or do you want to come back and do something that's that's maybe smaller but will push you harder and yeah. make you grow more and learn more yeah. and again even more so again he's the, he's the same if you've got a kid back here it's kind of a tough one to yeah. to, to 
uh, to justify. Yeah. You know, sitting around a load in a hotel room or, or, or waiting in a trailer, you know? Uh, my mum came out and stayed with me th- for three months when I was out there. Shimmy yeah. came out and stayed with me twice. It was yeah. just fucking, I had nothing to do. Yeah. I think originally there was, there was um, a plot and stuff, but I think the fans are so loyal to the characters that were already there, and rightly so. They're all yeah. great characters, great actors, great people. And I came along and it, there wasn't really space for me, I don't think. Yeah, and TV's a tough one because it's always over s- such a stretch of time that there's so much potential of things changing and scripts changing and roles changing Especially and the, the size of your role changing. Yeah. You could, on the first draft, be a major thing and by the time it's actually happening, you're essentially an extra, you know. Exactly, you kind yeah. of, so it's a really a tough one in that, yeah. in that instance. I mean, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm ever so grateful. I've, I've seen interviews in the it's past. It's a great experience, like a bit of a right? twat. I just thought oh, really? somebody was a bit arrogant and a bit, a, a, a bit egotistical. But it ain't. I was just fucking. I just needed to do something. Yeah. I, to do some, yeah. I was there for a reason. I wanted to do something there. Yeah. There's only so often you can look at mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, how was it when um, this is England '90 came round because you had pl- plenty to uh, to do there and some dramatic storylines um but also an awareness that this was planned as as an end this was kind of mm. this was a a gig you'd had what for four f- for four or five years of recurring you know repeatedly mm. coming back um or more than that actually sorry if it was 2006 was the film wasn't it so yeah. if it ended in 2015 that's almost 10 years yeah so it was it was it was going to be a full stop so how was that to know it was all coming to an end but also to have scenes like when you walk into the bathroom yeah. and have to be really harsh and really like again, it was hugely exciting as a viewer because it it gave us so much of your character of Harvey of the of the strength, but also of the, just the no, this ain't yeah, this is bullshit. You know how well, was all that? Shane asked you. Shane asked me what would what would Harvey do if you caught Kelly doing heroin? I says, Aid, fuck her off out. I think the fact that she was doing heroin wasn't enough to kick her out. The fact, uh, it's what Harvey thought that Kelly was, how Kelly was treating Gadget that, yeah. that Harvey didn't like. Yeah, yeah. I says, he's, he's watched that for fucking years, that bitch coming in here, winding him up, being all sexy all the fucking time and not getting a smidgen out of it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's cruel. Yeah. And he, and he gets to take the piss out of it. And I see that, but, but Harvey's never said it. Harvey's yeah, never fucking... Yeah. And then I think that was it. Yeah. That was his excuse. He'd had enough. Kelly had been pissing him off anyway. Kelly's yeah. just his fucking idiot anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was just his... I think that's the deci- why I took that decision, just to get a fucking... It was nothing to do with the heroin, really. It was, yeah. it was just an excuse to get her out. An ex- excuse to get her out. And it was great because it had that harshness, but it had that that feeling in there as well. It was like, yeah. no, you're not I'm, You're not doing... You're. I'm not going to allow you to treat Gadget like this. I'm not going to stand here while you're treating yourself like this. And it was yeah. all that kind of... as. As much as on one level or on paper, it, it could have been, he's caught her, he's pissed off, she's out. It didn't have that that no. feel, you know. It was like, no, this this isn't, this isn't. You can't, you, you you can't act like this. That isn't acceptable a behaviour. I need to to put my foot down in some way because yeah. everything that's going on right now, that's not how humans are meant to, yeah. to treat each other or to be or to look after themselves. And all I, that. I think with with that scene as well, it was quite silent. Yeah. And I love silence, man. I think there's some fucking great performances. Like when we're all just sitting eating fucking dinner. Yeah. I love that shit, man. Just because yeah. there's fucking no one speaking. Not everyone speaks all the fucking time. 100%. Or, or it's, it's, it, it's not all slick 
Kevin Smith written dialogue that's yeah, witty and, and and funny all the time. A lot of it is just people just having a bit of quiet. And well, when my mum used to tell me off, whatever, there'd be times in between me telling us off that just be fucking quiet. Yeah. Well, she's thinking of more shit to say to me, and I'm thinking of excuses to give it. Just be, yeah. you know, that's <laughs> yeah, basically yeah, yeah. it. You're just fucking thinking. You ain't saying nothing. You're thinking, and I love that. I love watching people's heads think as opposed to fucking saying what they think, man. Yeah, and it's such a rare thing as well. Again, yeah. on the we keep going back to it but so many actors are chomping for that extra extra bit of dialogue at yeah, an extra man. moment and the beauty again of i'd imagine of working with a cast and crew who are all just there for each other there yeah. isn't that competition of no. i need to get more lines than than joe or i need to do this or no. that it's like everyone just it must have been a relaxed atmosphere in that way that if you're if you're work sh- sh- shopping anything you're comfortable just shutting up for a bit if if, if, if you need to not thinking I've not said anything for a good five ten minutes now I should probably chip in you can be more no this is be truthful this is fine play the the truth not the the noise yeah yeah that's what I always think that's great so so, um, I won the shows I'm absolutely loving at the moment I think by the time this comes out it'll be it will have just finished but I'm loving Aliens at the moment I think it's fantastic and it's great because again, that's a big role for you. That's yeah. you're in the lead. You're you're that's my holding. First, that's my first lead of a new show. Yeah. yeah, but again, it's an amazing show. It's got that 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 kind of tone and vibe that Channel Four seemed to pull off in in in, in Utopia in in Misfits, in fact, which obviously yeah. your sister's in, and, and another great a great series. But it seems to have that tone and and, and vibe that's just weirdly exciting, and you're not sure why. But then equally, it's got you. It's got a Michael Smiley and, and loads of... Smiley, just, man. Yeah, amazing actor and amazing Michaela guy. Cole, yeah, Jim Mc- Howick. Yeah. Bronson fucking Webb. Yeah. I couldn't believe I saw when he was there on the first day. Well, I looked through the, the call sheet and I seen Bronson Webb and when he was there, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I was a big fan of Bronson's before I even knew what acting was. Me and, me, me, and my friend watched a thing called Out of Control by uh, Dominic Savage. Yeah. Dominic Savage. And I got to work with Dominic years later, me and Jack O'Connell did. But I was a fan of Bronson's from a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, I, I loved the job, man. I loved the job. I sort of tweaked Lewis, though, I, I did by the end. Yeah. Um, I sort of, I, I sort of, when I, in the first, in the early episodes, I made Lewis really, I even changed physically, I, I sort of the way I walk. Oh, really? Yeah, I had, and I, I'd not really done that much with any other jobs. Yeah. Because I never really played someone as, I don't know, really, sort of straight-laced. Yeah, geeky. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And a bit fucking weird. Yeah, I never played anybody like that before, which was great. And again, it's great because he is a character that you kind of go on the journey with him, as you you know he's being tricked or used and abused. But he's he's not an idiot. No. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not like it's this idiot character that's being exploited. He's he's a perfectly reasonable. He's a regular person. He, yeah. he feels like someone you know, but you're seeing it each time he's being led down a path or led down somewhere. And yeah, yeah it's it's nice in that way. There's an innocence to it. Yeah. And it is, it's from the, the presentation physically and, and, and vocally and everything, I guess. Yeah. But I was, yeah, it was, it was, I don't know, man, it was time to, to, to do a little bit of character work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I, I, I read an interview with Johnny Harris and he was saying uh, in the interview, something along the lines of, I'm not going to be versatile just for the sake of, of, just for other people to tell me that I'm versatile. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, I've just done this little character thing now. And yeah. that's from Johnny Harris, who I fucking love. Yeah, yeah, respect, yeah, yeah. Fucking love to death. Well, well, Smiley's a great one f- for that. And he kind of was saying, when I had him on the on the podcast, in fact, Smiley, I've had 
had Tom Davis on, who's, who's, who's in a few, who's lovely and in some, some great scenes. So, yeah. but he said the, the breakthrough thing for him was when people were casting essentially Michael Smiley and it allowed him to then just concentrate on nuances. He wasn't having to go, right, who's this character having to be? He's like, they're casting him in many ways it's it, or someone very close to him yeah. and he gets to kind of go right let's really get these kind of tiny little bits these nuances as you said the way he's standing all these other yeah. things and go i don't have to worry about a different accent or a different or this or that it's it's very much me but i can i can finesse it and tweak it and that's where again he's had some absolute cl- classic performances that, yeah man yeah have you seen the lobster yeah, yeah. Fucking brilliant film. That was great, I yeah. loved it. I mean, I think... I, 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 I am a, an advocate of the truth. I want to massively... Um, I want people to believe what I do. Yeah. But then, selfishly, I like I like doing characters. Yeah, it's of course. Fun. It's, that's what I did it to begin with. Yeah. That's why I did it to begin with, sorry. Like, doing me amateur dramatic. Because I was being a character. It feels like brilliant. you're achieving more, right? Yeah. Because you're going well, out there and you're playing sus, sus, yeah. something. It's not just go out there and say these lines in your words. And then you're kind of lucky that it's like, well, they happen to want me. Do you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It, just by it, chance, they wanted works. to put me in it and I'm in it. You yeah. know, that's lovely. Yeah, all yeah. the same, but still... After you've been doing it a while, I'd imagine you do kind of want to go. Let's 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 show them and give them the reason that there's that, that I'm in this and I'm in this opportunity. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think that's it. That, that nowadays the jobs where um, I can truly dive into a character are few and far between. A lot of the yeah. time, I'm just sort of being bits of myself, being yeah. aspects of myself. And I think with aliens, I've got to not be anything like myself. Yeah. Really, I'm nothing. I'm nothing like Lewis. Yeah. Apart from. No, nothing really. I, I, I don't think there's any any similarities, and I hope that. I, I, I mean, you look that quite similar. You, we look the same. Look, look I think his same. eyebrows are more refined. <laughs> yeah. Is it refined? Probably. Defined. Defined. Yeah, defined. <laughs> but um, so, how was it having that kind of that pressure? Was that an exciting thing? That it's like right, I'm 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 at the forefront now, and 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 particularly through the prep and the and and, and the making of it, there's a lot of pressure on you. But then equally, like when it's about to launch and, and come out. Did it feel different, or is that something you kind of ignore a bit, or were you on top of that? But I, I, to a point, there is a bit of pressure always that you don't want anyone to go. It's fucking shy, and you yeah. were shy. That's that's yeah. what it is. But I've, I've done shows before where it's sort of not necessarily all on me, but I'm part of an ensemble where yeah. it, it matters if I was good or not, and, and yeah. I was in it a lot. Yeah. So the pressures, it, it wasn't any different from any other job really. Yeah. Other than maybe. Like the, the Vancouver ones, because yeah. that was uh, it, where I lived in the world depended on whether I got that job or not. It was a, a more of a, I don't know, it was more drama, I suppose, with knowing if you're, if, how well it's being received over there. Yeah, of And it course. can it affect your life financially and, and yeah, uh, 100%. I suppose in your career, it, it can really fucking change over there. Yeah. But here it was, I don't know, it was, I, I, I felt, I felt like I almost knew the E4 bunch anyway. Yeah. I, I feel as though I'm like a Channel 4 baby. I think I'm part of a few people who who have worked quite a lot on Channel 4. Yeah. Especially like Michaela Cole, like your Joey Gilgans. Like, yeah. I always thought that, I don't know, I just felt at home yeah. being it on an E4 show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of knew what they were getting because they've got it before. So it's yeah. kind of, that pressure's off a little bit because you it's like, no, there's... They know it's me, me again. They yeah, know yeah, me. Yeah. You, you know, it's it's they not going to be. You get on set and they're like, oh, "That wasn't what we were." Didn't like that. That wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't hoping for that at all. But yeah, that's perfect. Then, so um, 
I mean, we're getting close t- 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 to the hour marks, so I'll start to wrap things up soon. But just talking, and again, we don't have to go into it in, in great detail if you'd rather not, but acting is a weird industry in that, as you said, you could, it'll be a, dro- a drop of a hat and you're off for five months here or, or whatever else. Uh, being a father, yeah. how do you find that and balancing that and, and, and kind of does the, 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 that affect your your job choices in, yeah. in any way because again there's, there's that kind of thing you might be away for a long time but, but if it's a gig that's going to help a lot financially and career wise then it's worth do you know what I mean it's, course, it's balancing yeah. it all I guess well I knew before before I had a kid that I was always going to be an actor yeah I can't do fuck all else I don't want to do nothing else yeah so I always knew and when I was with Ellis's mum we always said that yeah I'm going to I'm, I'm going to always be an actor. Like, yes, this is that it. Is what it is. Yeah, and we made an agreement that that's that's cool. Um, when he was when he was uh, like one or two, it was it was very difficult because yeah, I could, there wasn't really anything he could say to me. It, I'd just hear a bit of crying when I was spoke to his mum. Of course, of course. So when you're getting them Skype calls or phone calls or whatever else, it's that typical thing of all right. Yeah, he's still there. Is he? Do you want to talk to him for a bit? Yeah. I'd love to, but but like he's also, not pulling his weight in this conversation. Yeah, speak to, it's, it's me, it's my selfishness. Yeah, yeah, I want you to yeah. make me feel good. Yeah, yeah. But I bring him out anywhere I go. He comes like every everywhere. Brilliant. Lucky enough, his mum will bring him out to anywhere I am. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, it, it it gets hard sometimes. Yeah. It's hard, especially working away or, or abroad or whatever. But just it is it is difficult when I'm working in England I, I always think I can just drive you know what yeah. I mean he ain't far yeah. I can bring him to me it's really easy it is difficult and I, I sometimes I've massive like the the once upon a time job that was when I really started missing him and thinking fuck me I'm really putting my career yeah. in front of my child at this it's point. a long time away and it's it's an ocean away and that yeah. makes it's weird how much of a difference yeah that makes and really also he's starting to like he's, he's doing his preschool. He's starting to get a life. You know yeah. what I mean? He's starting to do things that he enjoys yeah. now, he picks and chooses. So it's like, I can't really inflict my life on him anymore. Yeah. I can't go, you're coming in, uh, you've got to do this. It, as he's got older, we have a, a great relationship. We speak a lot. And yeah. I very stupidly put him onto something the other day. I, I let him watch Aliens. Yeah. It was episode four. Well, I, I let him watch a little bit. He fucking bored his eyes out. Really? I don't want daddy to be sad. And it's just like, right, oh, okay, man. now he's, he's, he's picking up on things and he's getting yeah. it now. He's like, so I can't show him out I'm in anymore. Do you, do you think that's going to influence your choices, though, at all? Because, again, it's, you know, if, a, if, if something comes along that you, that your boy can watch, then that's going to be exciting, right? The yeah, first time yeah, you get yeah. a gig like that that isn't more of an adult thing, that you can yeah. go, oh, that'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's going to influence it, surely, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I don't think... I would ever turn down a job because of me boy. Yeah, I'd, 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 it might sound fucking awful, but that's the case. Like, I would never turn a job down because because I've got a son, and, and that's right, and him. that's fine because it's it's choosing what they get to see or or whatever else. It's still you know at some point he'll be the age that you are when you're doing this. Yeah, so, do you know what I mean? If if you can see that it's a good role, you know yeah. that at some point you know yeah he could get that. But also, I wouldn't. I think I'd be bitter if I all of a sudden yeah. went right. I ain't doing acting no more. I want to be at home in Derby. I'd lose my mind. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd go fucking mental. And he's a big boy now. He's always bigger. So he, he, he's vocal. We talk a lot on Facetime, and he comes over to see me all the time wherever I am. Yeah. But I've been back in. I've been back in Derby for a few months now, and it's nice. It's really nice. Yeah. I'm my next job's in London, so it's just down the fucking road. It's yeah. It's not far at all. Yeah. Is it? It's cool. 
So, so let's talk about that. You've got a stage gig yeah, coming up. How how much are you sh- shitting yourself about that? I'm massively shitting myself. There's no messing about on stage, is there? It's no, very much... Mate, not at all. I don't know what happens if you forget your line. Do you have to just make up... Do you have to just improvise something? I've got a clue, man. I'm petrified of it. A, a guy I worked with... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have on the podcast at, 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 at some point. This guy, Fergal, I worked with in the Guy Ritchie film I did, which the first thing I did... Oh, we had some reshoots that the other week and he works in the Globe and does loads of Shakespeare stuff yeah. and he's doing two different Shakespeare plays at the moment and on, on some days it's back to back and it's just, it blows my mind to, to think That's how unreal. you can do that. But again, he was saying that you get into the flow of it and it's not that big a deal. It's, it's, it's like anything, you get a used to He was saying his only struggle is when they're doing the t- a two in a row, there's another actor in it who in, in both plays, they've got scenes together, walking along, chatting. And that's yeah. the only tough bit, because you can get in too much of autopilot and be like, oh shit, hang on, which conversation what are we meant to be having? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, but again, if you're only doing one, that's fucking easy, mate. You shouldn't oh, be worrying. Yeah, it's a very emotional <laughs> fucking play, though. Yeah, oh, I But it's no, it's a, I haven't done, done theatre in 10 years, nearly 10 years. So it must be exciting to get back to that, particularly as that was what originally excited you. The yeah, fact man. you didn't get that role in Bugsy Malone and then you did get that role. You know, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. And the it was the buzz thing. of being on stage that I loved. Like, yeah. I fucking loved it, man. When I first come off the stage on opening night, when I first did Bugsy for the Amateur Dramatics, yeah. I was just ecstatic. Like, I don't know, man. I, 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 rare, rare do you feel like that. Just fucking electric. And yeah. you don't really know what the fuck to do with yourself apart yeah. from scream or something or chant yeah. or whatever the fuck. But this play I chose to do because I fucking like the play. I like reading it. And yeah. I, I wouldn't have gone back into theatre unless I'd have, I liked the, the fucking the, the thing yeah. that I'm doing. That's wicked. But this was, yeah, banging, man. And Liam Borrett, the director, writer, is just banging. So where is it and, and what is it? Because by the time this comes out, you'll probably just be finishing off the rehearsals and yeah. about to, to kick into it. Yeah, it's so, just so, I'll start rehearsals on the 25th and then it'll be on, I, I don't even know the dates. I think it's three, four weeks rehearsal and then four-week yeah. performance at Trafalgar, Trafalgar 2. They call it an intimate theatre. It's called what? An intimate theatre. An intimate date. That means there's not that many fucking heads there, basically. Yeah, there's only yeah. like 100 seats in it. Nice. I don't know. You probably see the heads, though, then. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm it's, so it's, scared. It's right in the middle of it, isn't it? Everyone's yeah. in, in, engaged. It's going to yeah. be ex- exciting, though, surely. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's going to be exciting. And it, I, I was speaking to my agent the other day about, like, it's going to... It's going to test me again. It's going to give me some of that I've got to fucking really get into. It's, it's so important to have them things that uh, that re-push you and, yeah. and make you realise. Again, I was talking... It was it was before we started rolling with um, Ed Scrine the other the other day. Uh, we, we were talking about, about Paddy uh, Considine, Paddy, who man. just absolutely adore. And it was amazing to talk to him and hear that after Dead Man's Shoes, after... A room for Romeo Brass. A few acting gigs down the line, he went. Oh, I need to to get in a class and have some lessons. Yeah, and it's great because it's him realising he's like, right, I've I've done these things, but I can't do everything. And again, it blew my mind because they're two of my favourite. Oh, of course, performances on camera. Both of those performances. Why would a man like that need acting classes? Yeah, just blow your mind. So it's great that to have that realisation or to be to be bold enough to be or, or aware enough of yourself to go right no I still need to push myself I still need yeah. to prove and it's a similar thing here where you're going yeah. right I'm scared of this and that's the reason I have to do it yeah. do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, that's why yeah. it has to be done because yeah. this is a scary thing to push me and, and develop me yeah and it's coming closer now and it's like every day I wake up I'm thinking I'm fucking yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to start soon so is is that the f- 
your pure focus at the moment. Is there anything else ahead that we can talk about? Again, it's the, the toughest question every time I have an actor on because asking what's ahead is normally like, well, I can't talk about this project and I can't talk about that. No, I, is I there anything no, else in the plan? I ain't got, now? I ain't got nothing after, after the play. Me and yeah. my friends, we're, we're, we're trying to write. We've always been trying to write. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, we, all, we always seem to write something and give up on that and then write our own little thing. But we've come together now and we, we've sort of been desperate to write this, I suppose, a sketch show, but it's a bit sort of alternate. It's, uh, it's a sketch show at the moment that we're writing, but it's it's also I don't know like a mag- like a Vice magazine. I feel yeah. it's got a bit of what we want in it. Basically. Yeah, wicked. Just some, just something that even if it doesn't fucking go anywhere on the telly, it, we did the fucker. It's fun to and do. And, and and mate, the the biggest challenge in all these things, I generally think, is finishing something. Yeah, you know. Uh, whether it's good or not is a different thing, but actually finishing something is what 90% of the people don't do. Yeah. And again, I've yeah, got yeah. like three scripts I'm working on that I'm not even close to. Yeah, yeah. Most of them are I've not started, but still it's that, it's that thing of, yeah, f- finding out how you finish these things is, is the, is yeah, the what, biggest deal. When is deal. it finished? That's the thing, isn't and, it? And the beauty as well of these days is you, because of the way it all is online and, and technologies, a lot of things you can just make, you know, potentially. It doesn't have to be this big thing. It doesn't have to be a Channel 4 thing. It doesn't have to be this or that. It can just, just, just be something you make. And just, then it's it just a bit of something, out, you know yeah. what I mean? It's a, I forget how the, my friend Lee described it the other day. It sounded brilliant, but I can't fucking remember. <laughs> but that's it. It's just getting on with it and doing the fucker. And if you yeah. don't, then what the fuck are you going to do? What is there left? Exactly. It's, it's filling that time in between gigs, in between inspiration, in between, yeah, m- moments and opportunities. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, man. Thank it's you very been much for absolutely me. lovely having a chat, and I look forward to uh, to seeing if you hold it together in this play and, and, <laughs> and, and survive. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we'll see. Well, thank you very much. I'll let you get on with your day. Cheers, mate. That's all, boss. There you go. What a lovely dude. Yeah, I really enjoyed that chat. I've had a few recently that have been the first time I've met someone and it's just felt really nice and natural. Ed Scrine um, and Michael Soccer. Ed Scrine uh, last week, who's it, that went crazy. Thank you all for supporting that. That was kind of big. And, 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 and Michael this week, just kind of as soon as, as we met, it was just a really relaxing and nice conversation. Um, so, yeah. Big love to both of them. Thank you for tuning in. Um, tune in next week because in in the coming weeks we've got a lot of of great guests. We've got Kathy Burke. We've got Izzy Sooty. We've got a load of others. I've got I've got a, a lined up and prepared for you. So it's exciting times. Um, and if you subscribe and set it to auto download, then you'll never miss these exciting times. They'll just pop up. They'll pop up once a week and be on your phone. And then you'll get up and go to work and go, oh, there it is. It's already on my phone. It won't be like, oh, damn it, I didn't download it and now I'm using up all my all my data. It'll just be there. So I recommend that. That's always a good thing to do. Thanks, everyone, for supporting uh, Tuesday Night Jaw as well. I keep only remembering this at the end, but uh, we launched Tuesday Night Jaw a few weeks back now, three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago now, and it went nuts, man. We released it. We recorded it on a Tuesday. And we finished it just just before... No, we f- we finished it almost six on the dot. It was uploaded by half six. And by, I think I got home at about eight. By eight, it was number, I think, number two 
sports podcast on the in the iTunes chart. It just went crazy. Um, and it's a wrestling podcast, and it's hosted by Jim Smallman, who has previously been on the podcast as well. And it's trying to be a bit of a positive wrestling podcast because there's tons of wrestling podcasts that just dig out if if they're talking WWE dig out and this first one was was wwe heavy because it was two days after wrestlemania for god's sake of course it's going to be in general there's going to be a great a variation of wrestling talk from old to new past to present big to small independent to the big show and the big show but yeah thank you for tuning in and supporting that whole subscribe thing it means the world so if you want to subscribe to both distraction pieces and tuesday night jewel then that'd be wicked but if you don't you don't have to Oh, no, I'm starting one of them long rambling outros again. Oh, no, these happen sometimes. If my voice goes soft at the end, it means I'm going to get all rambly. I um, had a nice drive up to up to, to Derbyshire to do this podcast with Michael. And I stopped off on the way back in uh, Birmingham. Had a lovely evening. Had some, uh, had some vegan food. And uh, generally... A wonderful and magical evening in, in in Birmingham. I love Birmingham, man. It's the only place I do my club night outside of of, of London now. Every now and then we get tempted to to Milton Keynes, but, but, but that's because we did one there and they were they were nice kids. But Birmingham's the one. We've done it in Manchester over the years and all over the place. But Birmingham's the one that we go back to because I got a lot of love for Birmingham. I used to live in the Midlands. I lived in Wolverhampton. I told you it was turning into a long rambling outro. I lived in Wolverhampton. Um, I went there for uni. I spent a year doing photography at uni, photography and film studies. I got good grades, but I wasn't really feeling the, that there was a great benefit of getting a degree in an arts-based subject because it felt more the experience of going out and building a portfolio was more important. So I started to do that. While I was there, I did some. I did an illegal thing. I did a protest. I put, I put up a billboard. It was a freedom of speech protest. And it was a massive photo of my, of my face with tape over my, fa- over my mouth. I didn't have a beard then, so it was easier to tape my mouth. With tape over my mouth that said, like fuck. And what we, the plan was, and what we did, me and, uh, I won't actually name anyone else and get them in trouble. I mean, let's put this all down as a theoretical fictional story to build my character as Scroobius Pip online. Never really happened. Let's pretend that. But um, so we put this up and we put put our white sheets up next to it so, so that we could spray freedom of speech question mark. And it was a freedom of speech protest. So it said freedom of speech question mark. And then it had my face tape over my mouth and said like fuck. It was kind of weird that I didn't get caught, considering it was a 30-foot picture of me, but that's fine, that's cool. The beautiful part was the police came, and they didn't remove it. They just, they censored it. They tore off the word fuck, which I found to be a beautiful irony. I went back in this theoretical world. This didn't really happen, don't arrest me. In this theoretical world, um, I went back and sprayed Point Proven over the the ripped-off part, because it was kind of... A beautiful irony. Um, so yeah, and I lived in the Midlands. I'd lived in Wolverhampton for a year, but I used to go and visit uh, Chris of the Drunk Podcast, Chris Glasson of Redshift Rebels. I used to go and visit him and Mark Irvine of Mark Irvine Fest in Birmingham a lot because they were at uni in Birmingham. And that started my love affair with Birmingham, which is, has never ended. Um, and obviously polar bears from Birmingham and, J- and J- 
Jody and Bickley, a lot of people I've, I've, I've worked with a lot and got a lot of love for. So, um, yeah, it's a lovely, it's a lovely place. I like a bit of Birmingham. And we do the club night every now and then, at, um, the Hare and Hound in Kings Heath, which is kind of outskirts of Birmingham, kind of like Bromsgrove and things like that are kind of outskirts. Um, and Redditch, I don't know, all them kind of, them kind of bits. Is it Brom? Have I just made that up? I might have made that up. Um, but yeah, is that the end of the pod? That feels like that's the end of the podcast. It bloody isn't, is it? It's going on longer. I think it's still, I don't think it's ever ending. But yeah, it was lovely to chat to Michael. I'm hoping to catch him in his, in his play, um, in, in London town. That'll be exciting. That's probably the end of the podcast. I'm a bit spun out. I've recorded, I've, I, I just, I'm busy with a lot of filming at the moment, man. So I've recorded all these intros at once. So like these last three weeks of intros where it seems like I'm all like fresh each week and being all topical and current. I'm not that I just, I took a breath in between each one. Like that last one, like last week's one where I ended Ed Scrying and then I was like, all right, bye. I literally, I barely finished the word bye before going, welcome, welcome, welcome and doing, I'm just, I can't lie to you guys. I'm I'm lifting up the curtain. Sometimes when I'm, you know, a, a really busy, because this isn't, isn't my full-time job, obviously, I'll, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll stockpile these podcasts and record them. And each week I'll all be like, hey guys, how are you? As if we're having a real fucking conversation. We're not. I recorded it weeks ago. You might be feeling that I'm talking to you today. I ain't talking to you today. I'm talking to you a Saturday ages ago. So, uh this might this might end up being the longest podcast I've ever done. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I need to tell you now. I'm rambling. There's not really. Um, Taboo's going really good, man. I've had some great scenes. I can't go into detail, but, man, to be working with Stephen Graham and Tom Hardy and these amazing people is nuts. So I'm loving that French bill all the way. French bloody bill. I reckon that's the end of the podcast. Have I asked you to subscribe and stuff? I normally do that. I know none of you want to. I know that's a ball ache. I know you go, oh, he's fucking asking us to subscribe again. Mate, I think it as I'm saying it. As I say it, I'm like, oh, I'm bloody asking them to subscribe again. What a yawn. But if you can, it helps, I guess. It's nice, isn't it? No, no one cares. As, as, as long as you're listening, that's all that matters. I had some people ask if, if listening on other apps helped the iTunes chart. No, they don't. But the fact that you're listening is the bit that counts. Charts are cool because they help you get more exposure and push you to an audience that wasn't already already there but other than that you know it gives a fuck so i might be going mental and having a breakdown at the end of this podcast this might never end um buddy peace who has to edit these is going to be listening to this in thailand just going like oh my god what is pip doing um hey buddy um, I, I do rambling conversations to him at the start that you guys don't get to hear, but um, yeah, I should probably call it a night. Call, call it a night. I've not eaten any meat this week. I decided to have a meat-free week. I argue, or I don't argue, but I get a lot of shit from vegans online sometimes, and I'm not anti-vegans at all. I, 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 I'm a <laughs> believe I'm a big fan of vegans. It's 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 good, but I'm yeah, I get a lot of people arguing 
are with it. But, you know, I do think that us as humans eat too much meat. I'm just a meat eater. I've got my beliefs. I won't go into it because people get angry. But, um, yeah, I just I decided to have a no meat week. I've had fish. So I had a pescatarian week, right? I had a, I had a couple of days of straight vegetarian, maybe even a full day of veganism in there, just thrown in for, for shits and giggles. But um, that's what's going down. Um, I will talk to you guys soon there will be a podcast i mean there might be a podcast next week this might just continue you might still be listening to this but it it might be next week by the time this finishes and by the time i finish this outro um (sighs) distractionpiecespodcast.com that's 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 a place that you can find stuff uh, the YouTube channel, I ain't mentioned that in ages. We've got a Distraction Pieces a YouTube channel, and the dudes that run that work their little asses off, and they do it as a as a favour, as an intern type thing, and they work their little asses off, and they take s- segments of the podcasts, some little highlights, and just make them as little a YouTube clip, so you can share them and discuss them and get or or, or relive these little bits from from previous episodes because often it's you might not want to get into a whole 90 minutes or whatever of a of an episode like revisit it but um, uh, this is why some podcasts have um co-hosts to kind of hold things together a bit and not just make it one person's rambling nonsense um thanks for everyone who downloads man it's mental that we get like we had um, a millionth download of the year the other week, and this is a few weeks on, so we're going to be well past that now. We're getting, we're getting, we're averaging a hundred thousand a week, and sometimes a load more than that, which is mental. It's mental. So thank you for that. It's growing and growing, and it's going to keep growing. Hopefully, um, this is now the longest podcast that's ever happened. I am going to end it now because I need to go and eat food and drink water so that's my advice to you guys if at any time this week you get hungry eat some food and if you get thirsty drink some water or or a liquid of your choice but drink something if you get thirsty if you get tired good thing for tiredness is sleeping try that i recommend it if you get tired sleep or at least sit down um or lay down or just relax if you're tired so just to run through that again if you get hungry eat if you get thirsty drink if you get tired rest if you need the toilet that's self-explanatory we don't need to go into that it's not that kind of podcast you know what to do in that situation just try and do it in as cleanly a manner as possible um I think you should all live till next week now. I've given you all this advice. So next week, we're going to have another podcast. I'll be there. So there's that. <sighs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. This has been the Strange Freezes Podcast, episode 95. See you next week. And also, you're dead to me. <laughs>